0: Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University HealthCasts brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here.
1: Joining us today is Dr. James Perlato, Chief of Student and Athletic Medicine at Yale Health. Dr. Perlato has been practicing at Yale in the Student Medicine Department since 1988, and we are here to discuss today uh, various Topics, but specifically uh, STI, which is short for sexually transmitted infections. These infections are very common in the community, especially on college campuses. So I'm just going to start with a general question, Dr. Pilato. What is an STI, and how can you catch them?
0: Good question, Adam. And STIs are um, the same as STDs, as you pointed out, sexually transmitted disease or sexually transmitted illness and there's a whole range of different infections that can occur. Um, They're often caused by either a bacteria or a viral illness. Um, Sometimes they're very easy to catch from another person that you're close to and so it'd be real important for us today to talk about what the different types of STIs are and um, how a person might be exposed to those, how a person might get them, and then ways that a person maybe can be tested for those perhaps and also ways to prevent it. Um, When I think about the major STIs or sexually transmitted illnesses that young adults or anybody really can be exposed to, um, often the ones that, that people are most concerned about include things like HIV, which is caused by a virus, um, another common one is chlamydia, also, which is caused by a common form of a bacteria. Gonorrhea is another, again, cause, caused by a certain type of a bacteria. Um, another one that we've been seeing a lot more of recently is the one called syphilis. Again, it's caused by a bacteria, and, and ones that are caused by bacteria, by the way, commonly can be treated with antibiotics, often, and cured. And so that's really good for people to know, that there's hope that even if they do catch these, that there is a treatment. Um, The ones that are caused by viruses are a little bit harder to treat. And those do include HIV, which I mentioned. Also, another very common one called HPV, or human papilloma virus, again, caused by a virus. And another one that many people have heard of, of course, called herpes, which is caused by a common virus, too.
1: Great. Well, that's a, that's an excellent start and overview. I know that a lot of the listeners have heard a lot about HPV in the news recently. Um, most people are familiar with herpes, syphilis, and the other two that you mentioned, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and HIV. I think at the top of the list, people are interested in knowing who should be tested and when would they know to come to
0: you to be tested. Really, testing is an important thing for anybody to consider who has had personal intimate, physical, sexual contact with another person, even if it's been just one partner or just for one or a very few number of times. Um, so I think that it's a really great thing for people to talk about with their partner or their partners that they have, even if they don't have a partner currently, but they were with somebody fairly recently, perhaps in the last six months or year. Um, it's very, very reasonable to think about getting tested for STIs. Um, in fact, the United States Preventive Services Task Force actually does recommend very specific testing for certain people. For example, they recommend that everyone in the U.S. over the age of 15 probably should be tested for HIV once a year. I did That's not know a that. very reasonable recommendation. We also recommend, for example, that all women who are sexually active or have an intimate physical partner... Um, uh, up to about the age of 25 or 26, should also be tested at least once a year for chlamydia. So those are two that are very strongly recommended. But really, again, I'd like to reinforce that you know any person who's been in a relationship or even currently in a relationship or a person who has a series of different partners um, or has more than one partner at one time, all, anybody who's who may have any of those experiences really should consider getting tested for STIs. Um, Probably another thing to mention with your question, Adam, is that um, STIs can be transmitted in a variety of different ways. And my patients often ask me about this question. And so STIs can be transmitted by regular sexual contact, what we think of as the usual sexual contact, which is what we think of as genital contact. Or for a man and a woman, that would be penis to vagina contact. It also can be transmitted from penis to anal contact, which can be between a man and a woman or a man and another man. Oral contact can also be a risk for sexual illnesses, um, and that can include mouth to genital area, or it could include mouth to the anal area of a partner. Um, Kissing which is just mouth-to-mouth contact, of course, is much less risky in terms of transmitting STIs, but even herpes can be transmitted from mouth-to-mouth kissing. And so even a person who hasn't had what they think of as really actual full sexual intercourse might still be at risk for some of the STIs. So it's important to really think about not only who your partners have been, but also what you have done with your partners over the time that you've been with them. Dr. Pilato, a lot
1: of people are going to ask what seems to be a very obvious question regarding STD or STI prevention. Could you talk for a minute about various options for not only birth control, but personal protection from sexually transmitted infections?
0: Sure. That's a very good question. When I think about prevention, Adam, I usually I think of it in several different ways. And these include um, talking to and getting to know your partner, thinking about very basic ways of preventing sexually transmitted illnesses through abstaining from physical contact or sexual contact, or using some kind of a barrier device like a condom. So let me just talk a little bit about each of those. And I think it's always real important to have a good relationship and to talk with your partners or partner um, before and also during and throughout your relationship. And having an open, honest relationship with honesty about who a person might also be seeing is just really an important thing. Not everyone necessarily desires a monogamous relationship. um, And I think that that's fine as long as persons are honest and open with each other. If you're in a relationship and you think that your partner is being monogamous or only seeing you, and yet, in fact, your partner is seeing other persons without you knowing, that definitely can be a factor that could put you at risk. And so being honest is just a really important thing. Um, Abstaining from sexual intimacy or contact until you feel very comfortable with another person knowing that person on an emotional and psychological level as well as a physical level is obviously a very 100% effective way of preventing sexual contact uh, sexual illnesses I'm sorry Um, however many people really obviously enjoy physical intimacy and sexual contact and so for, uh, for, for those persons in those relationships Um, use of some kind of a barrier is is very important and can prevent almost all STDs. Um, And that means, for example, using a condom for um, genital intercourse or anal intercourse and using a condom even for oral sex because there is a risk of STD transmission even from oral sexual contact. Um, Also, a person can use a flattened piece of impermeable latex called a dental dam, Um, or you can take a non-lubricated condom and just cut the condom open and flatten it out. And then that can also be used as a protective device for anal contact um, or oral contact to a vaginal, uh, that vaginal area of a partner. Um, and these are all ways that you can still enjoy intimacy and pleasure with a partner, but also prevent the transmission of the bacteria and viruses that cause STIs.
1: And just one last point to be clear for our audience, we're talking about latex condoms. Yes. I know that, um, I'm often asked about, um, natural skin condoms. Yes. Um, specifically the natural lamb brand. I understand that that does not, um, convey protection to. That's right. Many, or if not yeah. most of the STIs That's that are right. out
0: there. And um, for folks who are allergic to latex, there are also latex-free condoms and dental dams available um, made of materials called nitrile and others in that category. Um, Another important point, Adam, it's very important to use a water-based lubricant with uh, condoms, latex condoms, because oil-based lubricants and things such as baby oil or Vaseline actually can break down the integrity of the condom and can cause it to malfunction or you can actually get an infection through that if you don't use the right lubricant
1: all excellent information dr Pilato. i think what we will do is uh, look into a couple of these uh, disease processes that you mentioned in subsequent health casts and um, ask our listeners that if they do have further questions that they uh, check into those
0: This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.